Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zach Blackerby of the Locked on Auburn podcast does a fine job covering all things Auburn. And uh, Zach, man, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? John Neighbors, I am great talking to the most handsome man in radio. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Well, hey, I appreciate you just uh, trying to make me feel better about what's been going on with Razorback baseball the past 24 hours. But, hey, that, that's the way it goes, man. And, you know, I, I want to talk to you about Auburn because, obviously, Auburn getting to yeah. this point, getting to the College World Series, it's tough for anybody, but they went on a great run. They went on the road. They were able to take care of business. Uh, they have gotten at least one victory here in the College World Series, but they face elimination. Just uh, what, what have you made of their performance so far, specifically here in the College World Series? Yeah, well, you know, they ran into Ole Miss and they pitched their ace to Lucia. I mean, he was he was incredible uh, in both Ole Miss and Auburn's opening act in the College World Series. And then, look, Auburn uh, Auburn kind of couldn't really get anything going offensively for all of that Ole Miss game, and then against uh, the first really four or five innings of Stanford, and then finally. They uh, they finally got some guys on base and get hit some guys in, and that's really what it's going to come down to. I think Auburn's pitching is okay. It's in a good situation going into tonight. It's all about can Auburn's offense string together hits and, and get guys across home plate. That's really what it's going to come down to. Uh, John, honestly, I, I don't think things are trending in that direction for the Tigers tonight, just based on what we've seen really since their Corvallis Super Regional when they. Uh, really had to struggle and fight and, you know, do everything they possibly could to beat Oregon State and Supers. But, you know, it's Oregon State. You're going through Corvallis. It's hard to win there. Um, but the, the bats just haven't really been there, and, and that's a big concern. What's Auburn been able to do during this postseason when they've been playing their base be- baseball? What kind of makes them dangerous? Well, I think we've seen two different teams uh, this postseason. Uh, the team that hosted the regional scored 51 runs in, in a weekend. And obviously that was excellent. You take that. And then they travel to Oregon State, and it's just a different dynamic. Um, their pitching really is what carried them, despite a guy like Trace Bright having to pitch 60 pitches in the first inning. Still the bullpen came up. There were always these pitchers that would come in and step up. And that's what it's going to have to be in order for Auburn to continue what they did against Stanford yesterday. If they're going to do that tonight, they're going to need Mason Barnett, who was Auburn's third starter, um, to go four, five, six innings. And, look, he's got, he's got good stuff. It's just it doesn't always land, guys. You know, he's got a breaking ball. He's got a curve. But sometimes he leaves it up there, and guys take advantage of it. So that's the biggest thing, right? And then, you know, after that, there's a lot of unproven guys, a lot of guys – with a bunch of question marks next to their name in regards to who's going to come in and relief. Because Auburn's elite relievers, um, I don't think they're going to be available tonight. Blake Burkhalter is one of the best closers in, uh, in college baseball, but he went, um, you know, he went a good bit last night. And so can he go? And then Carson Skipper, who is another really solid um, relief guy for the Tigers, he had a pretty big outing a few days ago. And I think he's kind of the next guy to potentially be a starter if Auburn were to win tonight to take on Ole Miss again tomorrow. I think they want to start Skipper. So they're in an interesting situation uh, with with how they're going to handle that. But, yeah, I mean, it's been two different teams. It's been a team that 
advance from the regional to the super regional with offense, advance from the super regionals to Omaha with defense. And, um, you know, you didn't really see any of them against Ole Miss. And then you saw, uh, you saw some offense late against Stanford yesterday. Okay, you mentioned Mason Barnett, who uh, is going to be the starter tonight uh, for the Tigers. And uh, yeah. you talked about the, some of the stuff that he has. Just what's, what's his strength? What kind of pitcher can we expect to see out of him? And also, what's something that maybe he has struggled with a little bit this year? Yeah, I mean, it's just when his, uh, when his curve doesn't land, um, I mean, you, can, you can hit the crap out of that sucker. That, that's really what it is. And sometimes it just doesn't ever drop. Sometimes it just stays a little bit high. And, um, you know, these, these at-bats turn into seven, eight, nine pitch at-bats. And then it's like, okay, your starter only goes four innings. And at this point of the College World Series, that's going to be an issue. Now, he's normally throughout the season, he was pitching – Friday night, and so you still had a fresh kind of pin of arms, right, to, to kind of stack behind them and get through that first uh, that first contest in, in SEC play. You don't have that tonight. So, to me, that's the biggest concern when you look at Mason Barnett. How quick can Arkansas get him out of the game? That's, that's really what it's going to come down to. You mentioned how that offense was dominant early in the postseason. What's uh... – What's some of the things that they do? Do they hit a lot of home runs? Do they get a lot of runners on base and bring them in? What's the strength of the offense? Yeah, yeah. They can actually do both when they're, when they're uh, performing pretty well. When they scored 51 runs, of course, they were hitting home runs like crazy. That's how you score 51 runs. But, look, they've got guys that, that are really good at getting on base. Blake Rambush is the leadoff guy. And, you know, he really kind of struggled in the Supers and against Ole Miss. And he was part of what got Auburn's offense going yesterday against Stanford. So, Blake Randbush, the leadoff guy, he, he, he's pretty valuable. Um, and then Cole Foster, um, Auburn's second baseman, he's been batting second, but he's actually been battling some kind of illness since they've, uh, since they've been at the College World Series out there in Omaha. So he actually played limited time in the loss to Ole Miss, and then he was really powering through it yesterday. He had to get an IV after the game. He was the last to come out of the dugout. He stayed in the dugout as long as he possibly could between pitching changes. Um, He's a big part of what they do offensively. And then the biggest part, um, both physically and as far as impact, is Sonny Bashara, the thick king himself, um, SEC co-offensive or uh, co-player of the year, um, absolute stud. He's been on my show several times and become a friend. But Sonny Deshara is um, what makes this Auburn offense go. And even on nights where he has an off night where maybe he draws a walk but didn't register a hit, he still finds a way, guys, it seems like every at-bat to force a full count. Even when he strikes out, he's still making you throw it to him nine times. So, Sonny Deshara is obviously a big piece. He did not have a huge outing yesterday against Stanford, so Auburn needs him to pop off tonight. We're speaking with Zach Lackerby of Locked On Auburn Podcast here on the Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. You know, you mentioned old Sonny. And uh, he's an interesting player because he is a he's a big dude and uh, he puts up the yeah. numbers. There's no doubt about it. But you know, just looking at the, the impact that he has, I, I, I may I kind of say this halfway jokingly, but I've seen some people even talk about with him, don't even let him get the opportunity to hit. You know, just almost walk him. You know, just let him because he's been that effective at times too. Do you feel is it simple as just like hey, you stop him, you stop the Auburn offense? Has it been that type of impact or? Uh, are there a lot of other guys that could step up besides Sonny that could uh, end up uh, being able to score some runs if he's not having his best game? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't get to this point of the season without having other guys be able to step up when you need them to. So, I mean, Sonny is in by no means 
um, everything that this Auburn offense has, but he's a big part of it. I mean, he's their best player. There's no question about it. I mean, he's on base percent. He gets on base over half of his at-bats when you look at the course of the season, which is incredible. Broken up an Auburn record. Frank Thomas, the only uh, MLB Hall of Famer from the SEC. He uh, statistically had a better season than him this year, which is remarkable. So, I mean, it's a big part of it, John, of course, but he's not everything. You know, guys like Brody Moore uh, in the regional, he was actually the Auburn regional MVP. Um, You know, there's been different guys that have been able to step up. But, man, the big thing, though, when Sonny – is at bat, and he has guys on base, whether it's a Cole Foster or a Blake Rambush. That's where you see him at his best because obviously pitchers have to approach that at bat differently. And he takes advantage most times, more times than not. So um, we usually see how that goes in the first inning, right? Those are the first three batters, and so they'll uh, they'll take some action uh, against Arkansas tonight in the first inning. And usually they, it either works or it doesn't. And so we'll, uh, there's a good chance we know pretty early on tonight. How do you see the matchup overall with Arkansas-Auburn? Arkansas made a trip to Auburn, and they were able to take two out of three during the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, it was a good series, right? I think it was in Fayetteville, if I recall correctly. I could be wrong there. But I think um, I think Arkansas is the better team um, when you look at it. And Arkansas got Auburn earlier this year when Auburn was really starting to hit its stride, starting to get some national recognition. And once again, I believe they were in Knoxville the week prior. And so that was just such a big stint, right? Going to Tennessee, which was obviously the number one team in the country at the time. Then going to Arkansas, and I think y'all were number three at the time. And uh, that was just a tough stint. And the goal was like, can Auburn find a way to win three of these six games? They didn't. They won two of the, the six. But they were kind of in every single contest. And so that was kind of a good measuring stick. But when you look at these two teams, I think Arkansas has um, deeper pitching. I think they've got better bats. And, you know, it's college baseball, so you never really know how an outing is going to go. But I'd be a little surprised if Auburn won tonight. Okay, since you say that, and I I find that fascinating too, because I think, uh, you know, if you look at Vegas and, and the odds and everything, a lot of people are feeling like Arkansas is the favorite in this one too. Uh, yeah. what is what is it about maybe just about Arkansas? Because we know what Auburn needs to do, but what is it about Arkansas do you feel like they do so well that Auburn may struggle with in winning this game? Well, um, I mean, t- tell me about the pitcher that's going tonight. I mean, Arkansas opted to go with a bullpen-type game yesterday. I assume they were doing that to save someone for today, and I just don't think Auburn's going to really be in that situation. And so Auburn has not been able to do a whole lot offensively until they get the starter, the opposing starter, out of the game. And and to me, I think there's a very real chance that Arkansas jumps out to an early lead here and this pressure just builds up in the Auburn dugout and it's just not going to be enough. They're not going to be able to really overcome that. I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw Auburn versus Ole Miss uh, a few days ago. So as far as that Auburn bullpen, it's going to be all about the starting pitcher tonight and not not really – if, as far as what you mentioned earlier, not really a lot of confidence in what they can do from the bullpen? Uh, I think so. I mean, there's guys that they like. You know, Chase Offset is probably going to be the best guy that comes in a relief role. But, I mean, he's a freshman. You know, he's definitely going to be a big part of the staff next year when some guys move on and get drafted or run out of eligibility. But, I mean, this is, this is the biggest stage in, in college baseball. And I just – 
I hope I'm proven wrong, guys, full transparency, but like, I just don't think some of these guys are quite ready for this stage. I mean, this is a big deal. Going up against one of the best baseball programs in college baseball right now with the Arkansas Razorbacks, I mean, you just talk about a team that's been there versus a team that's kind of ascending as a program. Um, yeah, I, I think the stage may be a little bit too big for the, uh, for the Tigers tonight. And some of these young arms are going to have to come in after Mason Barnett. So, We'll see. And look, Mason Barnett had his best outing two outings ago against UCLA in the Auburn Regional. And I think he went a full six. If he's able to do what he did against UCLA tonight against Arkansas, which Arkansas is a much better team than that UCLA team. If he's able to do that, Auburn certainly has a chance. I'm just not betting on it. Okay, so in, in kind of what you're saying also about the youth that's on this team and maybe the moment is too big, what were the expectations coming into the season? Is this team kind of ahead of its time? Yeah, I mean, this team was expected to finish last in the SEC West. Uh, I mean, this is um, th- this team has overachieved, I think, when you look at every team in college baseball. There's six teams left, and Auburn's one of them. And they were picked to finish last in the division. I mean, that's uh, what an incredible turnaround. Um, obviously, you know, what Tennessee did w- was incredible this year, but if they hadn't have done what they've done, I really think you would have heard some Butch Thompson for SEC Coach of the Year type chatter just with what he's done with this team. Extremely overachieved, got a few transfers that, that really, really made a difference. And this pitching staff just over the course of the season um, developed a ton uh, because of Butch Thompson and, and pitching coach Tim Hudson. So lot to love uh, about this. Uh, but, yeah, they were, they were not expected to be anywhere near the College World Series. Now, Zach, you mentioned that. I know that uh, you know Auburn obviously is a fan base that loves their football first and foremost. We know basketball's really been elevated here recently with Bruce Pearl and sure. uh, the teams that yeah. they've had. But you know, baseball, like you said, going to the College World Series this year when so many people expected them to not even be in the mix for pretty much anything. Uh, how has the fan base kind of uh, embraced this? Because I've been up here in Omaha and I've seen quite a few Auburn fans, but uh, are Auburn fans in general all in on this baseball team and some uh, have showing a lot of support for them? They caught, uh, they caught on a little bit late. Um, but as soon as the postseason started, I mean, yeah, you've seen Auburn fans really kind of latch on to this and just kind of pictures and, you know, seeing stuff on social media. Uh, I am pleasantly surprised with how many people made the trip to Omaha. Look, the Auburn fan base really, really likes head baseball coach, Butch Thompson. I mean, there is just so much to like about that guy. The combination of him and Bruce Pearl um, and kind of the state of where the football program is right now, a lot of people are really excited about having other successful programs to kind of latch and hold on to um, with, with, with the way things are right now in the plane. So, yeah, there's a lot of excitement. Um, you know, they sold out of season tickets, uh, I think, for the first time in several years going into this season. And that was with them expecting to be bad, but there's just so much support for Coach Thompson. And I can't wait to see what happens now where they can take all this momentum going into next year. And you're starting to see even more folks lobby for kind of improvements throughout the baseball program because a lot of the funding from the baseball program has been pulled. And uh, you're starting to see that narrative kind of um, have a little push to it, which I think is really, really great for Butch Thompson in this team. All right, last one for I you get out of here, Zach, because I know we talk baseball, but just out of curiosity from what you've gathered, are Auburn fans more excited about this upcoming football season or the upcoming basketball season? Because it seems like the two programs are pretty polar opposite right now when it comes to 
the expectation and the and the feeling that they have, or at least the confidence that they have in the programs. Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely depends on who you ask. But I mean, football is always going to be king. Because um, I mean, some I think a big chunk of the Auburn fan base would rather be ticked about football than excited about basketball, just because football is so polarizing down here on the plains. But Bruce Pearl has changed how people view the off season now. I mean, it, it, it's it's become a huge deal. And, you know, it's a fun conversation to have, like, who's achieved more at Auburn, Bruce Pearl with the basketball program, or Butch Thompson with the baseball program. And, you know, they're both going to have number one picks uh, as a Thursday, assuming Jabari goes to the Magic. But, you know, they, they've had postseason success. You know, Bruce has a Final Four. Butch has taken them to, you know, Omaha twice in the last few seasons. Ton of success. But the difference here is Bruce has made people care. I don't know if Butch has quite figured out how to do that with the baseball program. And so you're seeing you're seeing people, Auburn Media, put out basketball stories now in the middle of June, and they get traction and interest. And that's something that's never happened before, even after Auburn's Final Four run a few years ago. Just the sustained success and the energy in Auburn Arena. I mean, there's been a lot of excitement there. So the answer is football. But, man, basketball has definitely closed the gap. It's pretty incredible what Bruce Pearl's done. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of surprising just considered how, how things have changed there. But, hey, success, a lot of times we'll do that because, uh, as we know here in Arkansas, people still love their football. And, but basketball is, when it when it's rolling, people are excited about it. It looks like it's the same way over there in Auburn. But, Zach, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the game today. Good luck to you. And uh, I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road, my friend. Hey, sounds good, guys. Talk to you all soon.